Good morning, everyone. It is Triumph Tuesday. We got so much to chat about. But first off, good morning, everyone. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, live with two sisters and a bro. <laughs> hey, good morning, everyone. My name is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0. I am Frank, Frank Casella or Francis Casella. So that's me. Yes, him. That's our big bro. So we, uh, it's going to be an exciting time. We're going to get together later. Nothing better, better than family gathering, uh, chatting, breaking bread, having fun, talking silly, goofy stuff, but also some serious stuff. But it is Triumph Tuesday, and this is the day where you know we've come off of Monday mindset, getting our mindset ready for the week. But we also have challenges with that. And, and we're going to kind of pick our brain with our brother to see how he deals with it. But how do you triumph over the little derailments of life? Like we're always faced with them, whether it has to be with, I got my mindset ready, I've got my planner, I've got all my to-do list. And all of a sudden, bam, you know, you get a phone call, you get, you know, you're, you're, you're a child home from school because they're sick and they just started and like, ooh, that's going to screw up my day. Or your boss just put on another project that you were planning or damn it, you had something from the weekend that you ate that really is disrupting your, your gut health. And now you're derailing from whatever challenges that you already had in the book that you were going to tackle. And how do you triumph over those? So I'm going to give one answer that I do, and then we're going to kind of pass it around the fam and see what they come up with. But a lot of times what I say is I do, I hit the pause button because if we overthink what is derailing us, sometimes that's going to send us down the toilet. Who wants to be down the toilet, right? We want to have tools in our tool belt that are actually going to really enhance the way we're gonna navigate through that triumph, through that, that, that period that we have to triumph over. So I usually hit the pause button and I rethink and I say, okay, well, I've got to rethink this. I've got to come up with another strategy. I've got to maybe uh, juggle my calendar. Maybe I've got to switch a schedule. Maybe I've got to kind of go back to my journal and say, okay, what did I eat that really upset my gut health? Or was I just too darn lazy to do the fitness that I was supposed to do that day? So I put the pause button. And the first thing I say is I got to be accountable to me. And once I'm accountable to me, and we all want you out there to be accountable to yourselves, then you realize, okay, uh, you know what? I got ownership in this. Maybe the derailment is really on me. Sometimes it's an outside force. A lot of times that is the truth. But I put the pause button, reevaluate, and then I renegotiate how I got to navigate. How about you, Jan? What do you do? Well, I do obviously do a number of different things, but I pretty much do the same thing, but then I kind of take myself out of the equation. And what I mean by that is if I'm bust, usually if I cannot complete or I have a goal or a task on hand, that initial, um, uh, you know, you feel a little frustrated. So I either, you know, go for a walk, listen to some music, punch the bag, kick the bag, just something to take my mind off of it. And usually it takes a few minutes and then I'm like, okay, let, let me see how I can get this done or this certain thing, you know, maybe it's going to take me a little longer. So let me see if I, what moving parts I can move around, <laughs> which is why, for instance, being um, organized is kind of paramount to anything that I do. So that's kind of how I go about it. How about you, Fran? Uh, you know, it's kind of ironic that we all do the similar type of a thing, but like when I get to a, a certain point, whatever project I'm working on, and there's a lot of stress involved, and I'm like, geez, you know, I gotta, I, for a moment, I gotta say, I gotta take a step back, 
I got to reevaluate. Mm -hmm. And I, and I know from, uh, you know, I like to build models and stuff like that. And they're get stressful points. I said, or I'm working on a, a, you know, mechanical thing or something. And it gets to that point where you just can't figure out what the solution is. So you have problem, you have solution. So I started to realize that, I don't know, maybe it's hereditary, whatever, but there's solutioning in there. And there's, uh, you know, solutioning can go in many different ways and probably the most uh, fantastic ways. I read a little bit about it. So I would just go to sleep at night. And then all of a sudden, you know, like four o'clock in the morning, you know, something would, my mind is uh, reprocessing the day or whatever. And it's looking at the problem from a different angle. And then all of a sudden I said, oh, well, why don't I just try this? So it's by trial and error, but through a lot of trial, error, failures, you know, eventually you come to a solution that works for you. And, you know, you proceed on to that. You proceed yeah. on to Life. I, I absolutely love that because we, you know, sometimes it does take us time to, you know, put that pause button on because natural human nature is to react instantly. Like, ooh, like, you know, well, how did that happen? I was so planned. I had everything like uh, on point. Uh, but the truth of the matter is we're not in control. We talk about that all the time. The only thing we're not in control of what's going on in our lives to a certain degree. We're not in control of what goes on in our community, our country, uh, the outside world. But there are two things that we are in absolute control is in how we react and yeah. how we act. Yeah. So how we respond and how we are responsive. So, you know, it could be, maybe it's a person that's aggravating you. Maybe, you know, it's your boss, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your level, it's your kids. Uh, you know, maybe it's your, 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 you know, your, your boss. Uh, who knows what it may be? Maybe it's just life. Maybe it's the darn news alerts we get all the time. These are all objects that could actually derail you, but finding uh, techniques, finding great ways to pause that button, whether it's through music, through journaling, sometimes meditation. Uh, I've been uh, really reintroduced to yoga. So I've been doing a little bit more stretching now, uh, doing a lot of stretching since, uh, you know, I've done my PT for two months. So I found other ways to take my mind <coughs> off of that specific thing. And then my mindset's back on point, which really helps. Don't you think, Jen? Yeah, well, sometimes the unexpected are the events that lead us to where we're actually supposed to go. And sometimes that's kind of surprising. You know, I can think of, you know, some recent things that have happened. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So I did that differently. And wow, I can't believe this outcome. This is pretty good. So sometimes the best laid plans are the ones that are not planned. So I always try to keep that in mind. Because I don't know, it keeps my mindset in, um, engaged mm -hmm. and looking at things differently, but in a more creative manner. Yeah, I, when you mentioned uh, yoga, now I don't always do yoga, but when I've done yoga is because there's been a lot of stress or we have to perform or do something on stage and, you know, and you're like, oh, geez, I, I, I call them the, uh, the letter Fs, you know, failure, fall, that other word, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So you get uh, you get the point and it's our brains, you know, they do that. And then all of a sudden they get tight. And then one thing I learned from yoga is that we don't really rest enough or rest our bodies enough or rest our brains enough because we're like, we're go, go, go. We have instant everything, you know, the society is uh, really changed and, 
you know, driving habits have really changed. <laughs> so, you know, and you're like, For sure. And they're, you know, people are short tempered more and, you know, you're like, wow, you know, and I, and I remember uh, uh, not to sign it sort of a tangent of the subject we're talking about, but uh, a situation happened where I was the, the traveling manager with uh, three ballet companies and we performed recently in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and we performed downtown where most of the homeless live. And we had a stage set up there, but with that stage set up, was there was a tree right behind where the stage was. So that was called upstage. And then there's an audience area. And there was, you know, three people, homeless people that lived there. So I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'm also Red Cross trained. And uh, I looked at the situation and I said, oh boy, you know, I don't want to really offend these people. This is their front porch, you know, and we're, we just happen to be there. We're going to do a performance and, you know, we want to you know be safe and we want the dancers to feel safe. So these guys, uh, so they were curious, you know, they, they said, well, well, what are you guys doing? We're going to do a show here. You know, you're, I, I wasn't going to move them. I said, yeah, you're, you're happy to stay right where you are. And they were like, oh, you know, they're just kind of like, okay. <laughs> so they're watching the whole process go on. Uh, Why we're there, and it's a very challenging area to, uh, to, let me explain it that way. There was motorcycles racing up and down the street. There was one guy with a German helmet on on a motorcycle doing wheelies there was the hispanics with their big you know loud speakers you know bubble boom bubble boom bubble. <laughs> i'm like oh my god we had to do a show here and then there was uh arguments on either of the corners where the homeless were and they were just doing their it's like their town their town uh debates going on <laughs> anyway uh to a, a little bit of a shorter story was i was standing off stage and one of the directors was, you know, going through her dancers. And all of a sudden she called me and I turned and looked. And lo and behold, there was a guy that looked just like Jesus Christ. And he was walking up to us. He was very offended by the dancers. I'll say that so that helps the storyline a little. Right. Sometimes I get a little too long-winded. But right. so I'm thinking, uh, how am I going to approach this guy? How am I going to not offend him? So I learned uh, one thing about, you know, Red Cross and being in shelters and stuff like that, people want to tell their story. So I said, right. I got to figure out how to how this guy, how I can interact with him without alarming him and, you know, getting him to escalate the situation as opposed to, you know, de-escalate and kind of slowly walk him back out of the area where he was becoming a, a possible threat to the, uh, to the dancers that were dancing on stage. So I said, you know, I, I talked to him about it. He says, do they do they believe in Jesus Christ? I said, yes, you know, we, they believe in Jesus Christ. So we know I'm a, I don't like what they're doing. I think they're doing something really bad. And it's, do they believe in Muhammad? I said, oh yeah, you know, yeah, of course they do. So, well, what about you? What do we, what do you do? You know, I tried to change it to let him talk a little bit more and, you know, in his story, whatever his story was, but he was a homeless individual. He'd been on the street. He was, he was in the military, but something in his life, changed where you know this was his life and uh but the uh and i was talking to jan the other day i said you know the the most important thing i took out of that situation obviously it worked out very well was that to listen to people's story right you know, because you never know who you're going to come across and what their story is but everybody wants to tell their story i think maybe because i'm older i like to tell stories now you know? <laughs> anyway <laughs> Well, 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 what I will say about the music, uh, I'm all about the Latin music. So you people, yeah. 
you boom that box all you want. I I love it. I love the. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love, I, 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 I love the dancing to it. I I know a lot of people don't like loud music, but I absolutely love it. So, uh, kudos to them. But kudos to you that you were mindful enough to you know let someone, um, you know, tell their perspective. Uh, because for some people that is a scary situation. They don't know. They don't have the fortitude to kind of uh, hands on in the moment. Yeah. renegotiate and triumph over a situation that could possibly, yeah. you know, on uncertain territory where it may feel somebody feel vulnerable or scared or nervous. I think you did an awesome job. And that is a great way, a great example of triumphing over, you know, a challenge that was, you know, right, right in the moment, like you didn't plan on it, no. but yet at the same time, you did as much plan as you could, but you never know when these situations come, comes up. And I think, you know, speaking of the homeless, I mean, those are the things I always say, you know, no matter what triumphs we're going through in our own lives, uh, you know, always think of the less fortunate, always think of those that, you know, we're not walking in their shoes. We don't know how they got there. And I think exactly you hit the nail on the head let them tell their journey let them tell their story and you'd be surprised you usually come out of that uh either uh a, a better knowledge of a, of of a situation and or more empathy and or you know ways of helping now obviously you know your involvement with the red cross uh it does a lot of that and uh you know janet i commend you for for doing that and partaking and you know we encourage everybody to to help to, to help the less fortunate you have to do that i mean that's that's what humanity is all about, don't you think, Jan? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we have our own very unique ways uh, of helping um, our community or even our virtual community, the people that we meet along the way and maybe need a little assistance with something. And for me, that's kind of what it's all about. And from there, you know, that's where, <laughs> excuse me, that's where things blossom and grow and become more creative. And I love being creative. I think I'm more creative now than I've ever been so that's kind of cool I love that and the fact is you're never too old no to try new things don't ever stop yeah. learning don't ever stop experiencing don't ever stop you know taking that leap of faith that you know what it may not come out pretty but you know what I'm going for it age well, yeah. just a number and it's, it's self-motivation you know it's mm -hmm. like you know when you wake up in the morning you know you, you got to say okay I got certain things to do and you got to keep your mind busy you want to keep in, involved with projects you want to do you know fun projects or serious projects that you got to work through and you know that's life so, such as the life but you don't want to sit in the corner you know and and just wither away so you have to be productive somehow <laughs> exactly and i actually did a uh, i shared a post today it was not something that i wrote uh, I, I came across it and it was so fitting for triumph tuesday and we all do this. We're all guilty of this. Oh, I'll get to it later. I'll do it after. Uh, I'll call that person oh, tomorrow. Um, I'll go visit that person later. Um, oh, geez, I haven't talked to uh, that, that, that family member, or that friend for like a month. Oh, you know what? They're busy. I'm busy. You know, I'll get to it later. We have to stop living in I'll get to it later because time is not ours. It's not promised. And I thought it was very, it was perfect for Triumph Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, time is a precious uh, commodity. Absolutely. Sure is. You know, it's, uh, you know, there's the old cliche, you know, never put off, you know, today what, you know, I mean, what, never put off tomorrow what you can do yeah. today. Exactly. So that's, that's something that I always uh, remind myself of because it's easy to kind of take the lazy. I use the word lazy. You know, I don't, 
in in the sense that you know sometimes I need a lazy moment because I need a you know a brain decompression moment. Right. But uh, you know I'm used to like when we do stage work and then you're setting up a stage, you know, you only have a, a certain amount of time to get everything right so that the dancers come on and do their thing. And, you know, you wind up like solving a lot of problems very quick. And right. so, you, you know, you, it's sort of a, a challenge uh, in that regard is like, you know, there's the problem. Well, how do I solve it? And I only got 10 minutes to do it. <laughs> you know, it's like, so your mind process can do it. If you can let, let your mind go for a moment, all of a sudden you see the solution and you get to it and then it's not a big deal or and also you try to not make things big deals <laughs> right because when we i think when we get excited about something you know i think we've all been in that position where something has heightened to a point so you kind of think back okay well what was my part in that you know and it goes back to for every re, for every action there's a reaction so i try to avoid that at all costs take myself out of the equation and the, you know kind of pause for reflection like how would i respond what would i do how can i say something that i feel that i need to say but maybe say it in a different way um that's more well, it's diplomatic yeah, yeah. i mean it, it doesn't work for all situations but uh i i use the word the diplomatic word you know because sometimes when you're if you have a worker or a coworker and you're trying to get them on board and teamwork and do something, you know, you wouldn't say things like, well, because you did X, Y, and Z, this is why we're in a failure mode over here. <laughs> that's very offensive. And that's very, it, it may be very direct, but it's not the right direct that you want to go. So uh, you have to find ways that are going to say, well, look, you know, we, you can use the word we a lot. And say, well, you know, we have a situation here where the, the, the clients are complaining about this. So how, how are we going to go about it and make it a, and make that work? You know, even though that individual may be the, the culprit or the, the employee, but you have to, you know, you got to, it's trying to help them understand who they are, what they are, and they, they're a part of the process. And if they, if they have a failure, well, we all fail, you know. Exactly. You're only as strong as your weakest link. And yep. also, I, I love, you know, when you're trying to navigate triumph over a possible negative situation or you're trying to avoid a catastrophe or a derailment, uh, you know, and especially where it's in convert conversation mode, uh, always start out with a compliment, get to the nitty gritty in the middle and then end, uh, you know, with a positive and a, and a compliment to that person. Um, and, you know, do it in almost like a question form, like, uh, I always try to say something to the fact that, you know, if I'm really trying to, you know, motivate that person, um, but I also want them to be accountable, but you want to be very gentle with that person to not make them feel like they failed at something. Um, hey, I think it's a great plan for us to do A, Y, and Z. Don't you agree? Um, how would you do it different? Hey, I would love your no, opinion. That's right, and yeah. really getting them engaged in that conversation. So it's twofold because now they're thinking, okay, how can I do it better? But gosh, in addition, this person's asking for my opinion or maybe what input that I could impact to change it. So I think, uh, you know, conversation uh, has a great way of coming out with a great outcome when we're a little bit mindful of not, you know, making that person feel less than and or defensive, um, but also keeping them accountable by putting it back and 
saying, hey, I, I, I want to be kept accountable. How could I do better at maybe communicating or did I not give you the proper information? Because gosh, gosh I'm, I'm, I'm a human, I could screw up too. So I think when you have those types of conversations, uh, you actually naturally will find that you're all triumphing over po a possible derailment. And I love that idea. Yeah. I, I was just thinking of something funny. <laughs> what? What are you what? thinking? It says nothing about nothing and something about maybe nothing, but there's your word salad. But there you go. You know, I was thinking of that time, uh, you know, it was about two years ago before Poppy passed. And, you know, we were talking about different stories and, you know, all the shenanigans that the elders did, um, including Carol Sue. I don't include her with the elders, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it was the, the biggest shenanigan oh, yeah. kind of Half. person. She was the party girl. So, yeah. you know, Poppy said something <laughs> like, well, well, what did you do? And I said, well, I was just being me. <laughs> <laughs> I was the quiet one. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the old yeah. saying, the quiet ones are a lot of times the one you have to watch out for. Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> like you, you will always know where I'm coming from. There's right. no doubt, my, yes. uh, doubt about that. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Yeah. I always will. Uh, and, uh, you know, but I am learning to renegotiate uh, with communication skills because I do, I do want to be mindful of, you know, how I'm impacting someone. And really when the, when the, <laughs> I see what's going on there. The, uh, <laughs> for those of our listeners that cannot see what we're doing at the moment, uh, our brother Fran has the uh, canny ability since we were children to go, behind and put bunny bunny ears on the back of our heads unbeknownst to us so janice just paid him the favor i love it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're triumphing over yeah yeah, yeah. always that's good great. stuff well you know i think this is great i think this might be something a little segment that we might consider doing a little bit more often uh it's always great to uh share our passion uh and extend it to our, our siblings to share their passion as well uh and it, you know it, it's fun uh, it's uh, relevant. Uh, and as you can see, what we always talk about, you know, you can be from the same mold, uh, same family, you, but as what we all know, we are all unique. We are all different. We're all one of a kind. Uh, and that goes across the board for everyone. We're unique in, in how we look. We're unique in our gut health, our mindset. Uh, but the one thing that we have in common is being kind, humanity, and paying it forward to uh, impact each other and find strategies that we all can help each other triumph over on this Triumph Tuesday. With that, this is Carol Sue, aka Nani Boss. We will see you tomorrow for Wealth Wellness Wednesday. But this is Carol Sue, Nani Boss, two sisters and a brother. Yeah. <laughs> and this is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. We will actually be on a little later tomorrow at 11 a.m. We have an amazing guest and we can't wait to interview her. So with that, we will definitely see you tomorrow. Enjoy your Triumph Tuesday. And remember, I have to come up with a new word salad. Uh, yeah, you do. I, I like that word. <laughs> you actually do. She's really good at that. She just goes into this like twist turned and uh, before you know it, uh, it's a word like, salad. What the heck did she say? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, everyone. Uh, bye for now. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks for, for jumping on and we'll see you two later on. Take care. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> that was